Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode number 258. Larry here. Larry here. Uh, Ant, Ant. What? Hello? Oh, oh hey. What? Hey. No, no, we're ready. We're, we're up and oh, running here, my friend. Oh, we're live, I'm pal. Sh- I'm shopping. What? <laughs> it's, it's Black Friday's over. Cyber Monday's over. Tricky Tuesday. You know, no, they're all done. You know what? I mean, yeah, Black, Black Friday started like November 1st. Like it really ever, did. Like it's ever going to end. <laughs> I mean, and come on. Like you mentioned, is there a difference now between Black Friday and Cyber Monday? No. Not anymore. No. So I'm surprised they just don't say, hey, you know. Black Friday prices are now the same as Cyber Monday. It's like they just like it's like they change everything by a dollar. Shopping weekend. Yeah, basically. That's, that's pretty much about it. So, well, are you buying anything interesting now? Share with the class. Um, well, I was looking at some Nintendo Switch games because there have been some interesting sales, but okay. uh, I think I missed out on the good one. Oh, uh, the good ones. Um, I wanted to grab uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe U or U Deluxe. How you U Deluxe. Yeah. Yeah. U Deluxe. Um, and I think I saw it down to like 27, but that uh, disappeared. Really <laughs> it was probably Nintendo found out about it. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo found out. It's like, you know, we yeah, it's like you, you're giving more than a $10 discount. No, we can't allow this. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? And then they like <laughs> hack in and change the prices. Uh, Walmart. But, uh, All right. No, well, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing today. But I did okay. pick up. I did pick up a few things for Black Friday. So anything just of note, like anything, like what, what was the well, top thing? Avengers for PS5 was down to ten bucks. Oh wow! And for okay. a P- right for a PS5 game, I'm like, okay, I'll grab that for ten because yeah. I never, I never got it before. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which just came out last month on my birthday, um, hmm. was already less, like, like already cut down by half, over half. It was twenty seven dollars. All right. So I grabbed that too. I was like, eh. I was like, um, uh, and that's really, I mean, that's really it for like newer games that were on sale. Black Friday, like the wise. yeah, the bigger stuff. Like I said, yeah, like those key. were the big ones. I mean, there were a lot of really good stuff. Like if you are if you are a big Switch player, there were a lot of Switch games oh down. It's like over two thousand of them. Yeah, like, um, and then the and a lot of, like physical copies were down like twenty bucks, which is a lot for a Switch mm-hmm. game for sales. So um, yeah, there was a bunch out there. It's just that I. I guess I was a bit conservative this year. All right, fair um, enough. You know, didn't really, didn't really. Well, I still have a backlog anyway. So <laughs> that's true. And you know, a lot of the games that are really deep discounted, uh, I already bought full price. So you know, well, because no that's need, what you do. No need to do that again. But a couple of things which I'll show later when I get them. I did buy a couple of things um, with Black Friday sales, but they're more going to be the visual. So we'll we'll wait uh, till those show up. Uh, I think enough. they're pretty cool. So I did. I did grab Luigi's Mansion this weekend for the game. Oh, okay, good. Which I've never played. Um, uh, you're you're going to love. Did yeah. you get three? Uh, no, I never bought three. So Okay, so you don't, you never played any of them? No, I, I well, mine. Never owned any yeah, of them? Yeah, like I borrowed the first one from somebody when I was in mm-hmm. Florida. And I was really enjoying it, and then I moved. So I gave it back. So I was like, okay, I got to grab it again so I can continue. So that's what I did. All right. Yeah. Very cool. And um, perfect time for me to go back through it and finish it because uh, – we restarted our, you know, 2020 on challenge. Yeah. Uh, GameCube qualifies. So, so working on that. And I am maybe 80% done with Super Metroid. I'm getting there. Okay. All um, right. I just, um, I'm, I just got into Meridia. Um, so, what does that sound familiar? 
Viridia. Um, oh, I don't know. It, re- it's after the wrecked ship. I, th- I thought it was another game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, Meridia is yeah. an area in Super Metroid. No, it is. You're right. Yeah, and I just got the ball screen where now you can, oh, jump, up, yes. you can jump up as a ball. That's so helpful. Oh, my God. So helpful. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, they put it like last in the game. <laughs> Um, no, and, and I'm already, you know, again, I'm four deep into Metroid. Which one are you on now? So, again, just in general, because even after 2021 is over, I'm still going to continue with these Metroid games. I'm loving them. So, I, again, got through Dread, um, Super Metroid, uh, Metroid 2 for Game Boy, and Metroid Zero Mission. Nice. My combined game time so far for all four of those games is uh, one day... Nine hours and like twenty something minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, I'm so I am slow, but that's okay. I don't care as long as I get well, through no, the game. I mean, that's not slow for four games. I mean, well, well, I mean, it took me it took me almost a little over twelve hours for Super Metroid, and it took me almost what eleven hours for Dread. Um, luckily, I blew through Zero Mission at about a little over four hours. Yes, you did. Um, Metroid 2 was about six hours, and right now I'm playing Fusion, and I'm about two two hours and change into that. Um, And then I ended up buying, just real quick, I ended up buying from Game On, not even during Black, (laughs) I bought it two days before Black Friday, so go figure, right? Of course. Um, I picked up a ROM of what's called Hyper Metroid. And yeah, it's, it's a homemade ROM based on Super Metroid. It's apparently a lot darker of a story. Mm. Um, I didn't get into it, but the story is supposed to be a lot darker, and the gameplay is definitely different enough that they mixed a lot of things up and added a couple areas and stuff. So uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to playing that because that I actually have on a Super Nintendo cart. Very cool. So I'll give that one a shot. And with the love of that, I actually went back and I tried again because I go back every. Well, this time I haven't gone. I haven't played since June. But uh, Bloodstained, uh, which is a, yes. me, uh, a Castlemania or a Metroidvania, excuse me, Metroidvania. a Metroidvania um, type game, and I've been I've been stuck for about a year on it, I think, or maybe like eight months, yeah, because uh, I kept getting up to Jeeble, I'd beat him, and then it'd be like game over. Um, so I'm not gonna lie, I'm like something, I'm doing something wrong. So I did go to the internet. And I figured out which weapon to use. Mm. And once I figured that out, then I'm like, oh, my God, there's a whole other section open up now. Yeah. So now, now I'm back into that. So. Uh, well, that's cool. That game, no, that game is amazing. I loved playing through that game. Bloodstain was fantastic, but I just got so stuck and I didn't know what to do. And I must because not playing, I forget what the characters talk about. Mm. So not real. And I'm not trying to say anything for spoilers because that game is on sale as we speak. Um, or was so you know the weapon to use and then how to use it during the final uh, during the Jeeble fight. I was like, oh, and then I saw it. That was the only thing I looked up. Everything else I'm doing, I, I kind of put two and two together on. Yeah. Um, but once I got past that, it opened it up. I got the millionaire's key, so I took care of that. Nice. Uh, so which I thought was a very funny. Oh, uh, that fight. was really funny, funny and random, right? In this yeah, game, I was like, like wait, I'm, I'm doing what? <laughs> yeah, so, I so I, uh, so I'm into that, uh, but I'm gonna focus on fusion. Um, but other than that, game wise, that's pretty much good to go. Um, but this week, we're gonna focus a little bit different. We're gonna talk about games, but in a different medium. Okay. Uh, two. We're gonna talk about a couple of movies that have recently come out. Um, one in the theaters. 
and mm-hmm. one on HBO Max. We're going to talk about uh, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, mm-hmm. and uh, which is in theaters. And we're going to talk about HBO Max's original movie, Eight Bit Christmas. Yes. Um, now I saw both. I saw Eight Bit Christmas. Okay, no problem. So I'll and and in this, you know, we're going to do spoiler free. You know, we're just going to talk about some stuff. Well, at least we're going to try and keep it spoiler free. Um, it's going to be hard. Uh, you know what? Spo- you know what? Spoiler. We'll drop the spoiler alert. And can you do a spoiler alert graphic here or something? Spoiler alert. Okay, there you go. Excellent. So <laughs> we'll give a spoiler alert. And as we talk, we'll try and give you a heads up when we're about to mention something. But uh, yeah, it's hard to talk about this stuff. Well, I'm not going to spoil much for Resident Evil because you haven't seen it yet. And I don't want to spoil it. So uh, that one I'll dance around. It's you know what? It's one of those movies where if you did spoil it, I think I'll be okay. I'm I'll still try and dance around it anyway okay. because it was fun. fine. So let's get into it. Um, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, new movie again, only in theaters. Uh, it dropped or opened uh, November twenty fourth. Just want to see if I can get some quick facts on here. Um, mm-hmm. Any? Uh, let's see. Opening weekend. Uh, five million two hundred seventy-five thousand. Uh, it grossed. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Uh, as of this recording, it grossed eight point eight million uh, worldwide. Thirteen point nine. Um, I like this movie because it was so s- simple. It's under two hours, which yeah. is nice nowadays. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You, know, you, you go in, you watch it, you head out. Um. Yeah. If you're a Rotten Tomatoes fan, it is currently sitting at 24%. I, I, and, I, and I am not a Rotten Tomatoes fan. I can no, kill us what no, they no, say. I know, yeah. but some people are. I know, and they're terrible people. Um, but Raccoon City, first of all, this is not at all anything related to the Mila Jovovich series. Mm-hmm. So this is a complete reboot, something completely different. Um, going into this, I will tell you right now, I believe if you are a fan of the game... You're gonna love this, okay? Because this movie was very much about the video game story, as opposed to the Mila Jovovich series. Mm. And when I compare, if I'm gonna compare it to that one, I'm just gonna do the original uh, Resident Evil movie, because the others were based off of that one. Right. And just real quick with the Mila Jovovich one, yeah, really, it really, you know, they had an original character that Mila played. Um, it really didn't. Yes, Alice. Um, it didn't really take. I mean, it took place in a mansion, but really not the mansion. So you know, it it didn't have that game feel, video game feel. Now me, and I know this is where I think we're a little different on this one. It with me, if there's a movie adaptation of a video game, I want to see a live action sequence of a video game sequence that I played, and that's what you get here. Okay. You get. I mean, there are just a lot of Easter eggs. A lot of nods to the game. Yep. And I will say that this movie was absolutely influenced of the first two Resident Evil video okay. games. Well, even in the if you saw the trailer, because that's mm-hmm. all I've seen, mm-hmm. like this there's a sequence in the trailer that comes right out of the video game. It's the it's basically the opening of the yep. game before you play it, with the helicopter crashing yep. and them running towards the mansion. Like it was, they threw that right in the trailer. And I'm like, oh, I'm like. Even when I saw that, I was like, okay, this does make me want to see it because I do agree with you. It's like, I want the movie to be able to stand on its own Mm -hmm. and be a good movie. But to me, the Easter egg is throwing in a sequence from the game that works. 
Yeah. If it works, if it looks like you just threw it in for no reason, then I have an issue. I was like, but if it makes sense, yes, I do like to see those. Like, I'll say like one of the little nods to the game. Again, nothing major. I caught it. I don't know if everyone caught it in the theater, but like when they first enter the mansion, mm-hmm. like they zoom in on the doorknob and you hear that iconic like creak oh, and the, the door creak. open. Oh, that's I'm cool. like, ah, that's a load screen. Boom. There. That's did what it, I get a kick out. Did it take 30 seconds? <laughs> at points it did the movie does have some slow moments to it i'm not gonna lie okay. building up to the actual action and also when i say that it's based on really resident evil one and two it's like the two stories are running parallel to each other gotcha. um so we do get so a lot yeah. of j- jumping can back and forth i was gonna say can i take a guess and say you have like chris and jill in the mansion while leon and claire are at the police department that's exactly what happens. Yes. I mean, it's based on the games. So that's no, exactly that, what it is. Yeah. That, that's yep. my guess yep. based on the two games. No, right? you're right. So, okay. And then eventually at some point it merges together. Okay. Um, cool. Very cool. Great, great casting. Uh, just real cool. And I don't know where some of them, some of these actors and actresses are from, but for me, <laughs> and I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be misquoted when I say this, but you know, I, no, no, no. And I don't mean in a bad way. It's just, you know, these are iconic characters and, yeah. The actors and actresses who played them, they weren't so they weren't done so differently that I'm like, all right, well, there's something going like they're they're doing this for a reason. Like, okay, these are the characters. Yeah. You can put them in the game. Yeah. That original um, you know, I'm if they're original characters, do what you want. Yeah, look at So uh Claire Redfield, uh Kayla Skoldario. Kaya Skodalaria. Uh, Kaya, yeah. Uh Robbie Amell, Chris Redfield. I wonder mm-hmm. any relation to Stephen Amell. That's his um, brother. Oh, it is his brother. Okay. It is his brother. Yep. Uh, Hannah John Kamen as Jill Valentine. Uh, Neil McDonald, McDonough as William Birkin. Yep. Um, Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker. Mm-hmm. And um, he is. <laughs> uh, Avon Joai? Johai as Leon S. Kennedy. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, that one's a little tough. Yeah. Um, and then some other ones, some I don't want to mention only because actually they kind of happen near the end as a spoiler. Do they have phonetics for names on IMDb? <laughs> they do not. So uh, people, one, it's hard. It's hard one actor I do want to uh, point out because when I saw him on the screen, I was like, yes, he's in something else. Uh, Nathan Dales. Uh, you might know him as Derry from Letterkenny. Uh, he uh, plays the helicopter pilot. Brad Vickers. Nice. So I was like, ah, cool. Nice to see him in a movie. Um, so coming out of this movie, and this is probably know. where Just you're going to... Tangent. The, I always see, for Letterkenny, I always see one of the hockey guys in other things. Oh, the, the, long, the with the long hair. blonde hair. Yes. Yes. He's, He's been doing he, a lot of stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, he pops up a little bit. He was actually in a show as a hockey coach. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, what it was, no, though. he was in the. He was was in he the Mighty Ducks? He was in the Mighty Ducks show. He that's was, what it was. He was. He was coaching the Ducks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I guess he just needed a hockey experience, and he had it. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, bottom line, uh, this is it. I think this is where, unfortunately, you might lose interest in it. Okay. And I loved it for this reason. It at times did feel a little B movie, like. Oh no. Like. In the beginning of the movie, like it was very, they're like, Hey, how are you, Jill Valentine? <laughs> I'm doing good, Chris Redfield. Like, really pointing out who's who. <laughs> now, did they do that as an homage to mock the game? Because one of the one of the most memorable things about the first Resident Evil in a negative way, 
mm-hmm. was how bad the voice acting was. It, it was. It was, <laughs> it was. It was atrocious. It was. Uh, I think it was good for tw- for 1996 or whatever. No, no, no. But it whatever. Was, it was awful. Um, <laughs> the game was amazing, but when they had cutscenes and they started talking, oh my god. <laughs> um they might have uh they might have um a little bit was on the nose and then but moving on it kind of dropped from there but the beginning was very like that and like i said the beginning was a bit of a slow pace but it kind of got to where it needed to get to um i felt the special effects in the in the in the movie it wasn't overly horror based i mean there was some jump scares here they definitely were able to get the feel of the game the game when you play the original game and I am not an expert on Resident Evil. You know, I've played Resident Evil 1. I've played 2. A little bit of 3. I don't think I played Code Veronica. But then again, the movie was really based on 1 and 2. And there were some hints of the remakes of 1 okay. and 2 in there as well. Okay. But um, the the first game is very claustrophobic-like. Because you're playing in a tight space in those hallways. Yep. And the movie definitely does represent that. Okay. Like there are moments where you feel like you're just like I can't move. <laughs> okay. Um, special effects were really good. I think for the most part, a lot of it was um, what do they call it? Uh, not CGI. Um, like when it's actually tangible, like you can touch uh, it in front of you uh, as an actor. Oh, um, you mean like physical effects? Yeah, I can't think of the um, proper term for it, but practical. Practical. Yes. There we go. They had to use some you know cgi but i think for the most part they got away with practical which i that i appreciate i'm very pro practical as well yeah yeah so um and uh, like i said not being a you know i'll kind of wrap it up with this not being a uber um historian of resident evil it still gave me those um you know, nostalgic feelings of I remember that in the game. I remember that in the game. I think that was a uh, a bonus in the game or something. And even to a point where I go, if I play the game now, I know how to get past this part <laughs> because of stuff they did in the movie. Okay. So um, again, I don't want to give too much away, even for Anthony. I don't want to give because I do want you to see this, even if it's eventually on home video. Um, That's probably wow. what will happen. Home video. Who does that anymore? Home video. <laughs> I'm, 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 I already pre-ordered the VHS. <laughs> you probably could somewhere. Um, does it, you know, it, again, is it Oscar worthy? Absolutely not. But it is a fun, uh, a fun trip. It will give you a little bit of scares, but it'll definitely give you a lot of nostalgia. The way they set up for a sequel is there. Mm-hmm. And I do hope they do a sequel because obviously it would be Nemesis if they're going now in order of definitely. the games. Yeah, um, and uh, bottom line, I give, you know, like, all right, I'll do this. Like, out of five. Uh, out of five zombies, you know, I'll I'll give it like a, I'll give it like a three and a half, close to a four, only because mostly for the nostalgia feel and the the that they pulled it from the video game. Okay, I think so, that's fair. So that's that's yeah. my so summary of it, it a, without giving anything away. You gave it a three and a half, then if I'm grading on the scale compared to you, I'd probably give it like a one and a half. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. You know, like <laughs> you definitely judge worse than I do. I know that, and that's fair. Because I, I don't judge worse. I'm just not, more. I'm but, more critical. And you're because you're there. You're in it. You know it. Mm, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, to me, it does. <laughs> so, but go check it out. You know what? Check it out for a matinee. You know, save yeah. some money. Okay. So, oh, and what's the best thing I I found out though? Um, going to because this is the second time I've been to a movie theater since the pandemic, um, and 
I didn't realize this the first time I went, but, you know, to continue with contactless, um, the soda machines, you can now run from your cell phone. Okay, that's kind of cool. You just put your cup down, you scan a QR code, and then you just fill it from your phone. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Kind of fun. So, and uh, finally, I made the mistake of, um, and I I told him, like, I don't care about it. I just find it funny. I went with a friend of mine and his two daughters. So the four of us went. Uh, they were kind enough. You know, they picked up the ticket for me. I was like, all right, cool. So we get to the concession stands. Like, all right, I order a concession. I always get my nachos and cheese. Always got to have nachos and cheese at a movie theater. Uh, and then I'm like, all right, you know what? Everyone, I'll, everyone get a snack on me. <laughs> oh, oops. Big mistake. Cause at least in, in, on Long Island for four people and a bunch of snacks, yep. it cost me over $60. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and he was, my friend's like, I'll pay back. I'm like, I'm honestly, I don't care. I just find it funny. And you know, I don't have a family. I don't know how families or at least family of four can afford to go to the movies. <laughs> But I was flabbergasted. <laughs> Welcome to the theater. <laughs> so, wow. but uh, yeah, so check it out. Check out Resident Evil. It's a fun ride. Again, Fair you know, enough. not going to blow your socks off, but it's a fun ride. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Uh, and then the next movie uh, that we both can now talk about, and this one will probably yes. be a bit more spoiler heavy, um, is from HBO Max, 8-Bit yes. Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas. This one was a lot of fun. That's exactly what it is. It's fun. That was the only way to describe it. I watched it and I said, this was fun. Yep. This was fun. Absolutely. Um, let me see if I can pull up some stuff here. Well, there's going to be no... Uh, there's going to be no box office no. stuff. It released, I think, on Wednesday, right? The 24th? Yes. November 24th. Uh, runs for a little over hour, uh, yeah, ah, little over an hour and, and a half. Yep. And um, Obviously starring Neil Patrick Harris yep. and a bunch of kids. Oh, yes. wait. I'm sorry. Neil Patrick Harris, Steve Zahn. It was nice to yep. see Steve Zahn. Uh, yep. And then, and then a bunch of kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, for the most again, overall, it, it hits that nostalgia feel, but for a completely different reason. Yes, you know, it, it tells it, a story. It, Go ahead. Kinda, I was just gonna say, it, it hits the nostalgia in the sense of it was kind of like watching a piece of our childhood. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, it's the story of Neil Patrick Harris talking to his daughter, telling telling her about. You know, his trying to get a Nintendo uh, for Christmas. Basically, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, We're talking the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Yep. So yes. it takes place in the 80s. So a lot of reference, a lot of 80s references, of oh, course. Oh, yeah. It was great. Um, I got to say, though, the, the cast of kids that they got, they nailed it with every one of these characters. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. And they did do... Um... They went, they went a little bit of a stereotype route. Like they did some stereotypes with them, but I, yeah, to your point. Oh yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But the kids like knew exactly what they were supposed to do. Yeah, um, totally. You know what I mean, like they, yeah, they, they were the, they embodied the characters the best way they could. And they were all really, uh, on point with it. Uh, big shout out to, uh, uh the kid, his name is, uh, Winslow Fegley, Fegley yes. uh, who plays young Jake Doe, basically the star of the movie. Yes. He was good. He was really good. Um, he was great. He was funny. His reactions mm -hmm. were right there. Yeah. Um, and as far as the movie itself, it was actually funnier than I thought it was gonna be. Like as far as just like like some like heavier chuckles than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, because they um they so it's pretty. I want to say PG rated, maybe. Like they yeah, I would go, say it's PG. You know, yeah. they didn't they didn't go for the, they didn't go for like the cheap kind of no. 
yeah, the, the, the cheap. I know what you're talking about. Like, like it wasn't like, like a, a gross out or anything. Yeah, exactly. There were a couple of moments like there was like at least one moment like that, which was really oh, yeah. well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it leads into it, but you're right. But but yeah. overall, it wasn't. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, it wasn't overall, like, it wasn't yeah. gross. Like they, they they hit the humor really nicely. And it is PG um, official. It, it is, is PG. PG. They hit the yeah for a PG movie. They hit the humor really well. And again, the nostalgia factor is definitely there. If you were a kid in the '80s, you're going to relate to a lot of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also shout out you shouted out to, to Wilson Craigley. I got to give a shout out to Chandler Dean, the one who played Timmy Keen, the rich kid. Oh yes, <laughs> he, he was great. <laughs> what a jerk! And we all knew that one kid who had that one system. Maybe it we wasn't the that. NES. Yeah. But had that one system, and they kind of he had a little bit of an homage to uh, what's his face from the Wizard with the power glove. With the power glove, but it was great that they showed. Oh, again, we're again spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! Yeah, spoiler absolute alert. spoiler alert! How awful the power glove was. <laughs> You know, for the record, though, I the only well, there was a couple of we'll, we'll talk about it in a moment. There's only one part like annoyed me, but not I don't mean in a bad way. I just can't think of another word besides annoyed. But what for um, um, continuity, I guess um, they didn't have the, the bar sensor set up for the yes. power glove. I was like, no, come on. You were doing so good up until then. Maybe they couldn't, <laughs> maybe they couldn't find one. This is true. But they're right. It, it did show off the fact that the power glove stunk. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I love the fact that they did that. I was worried. I was like, oh, God, they're going to act like the power glove was the best thing ever. I was like, so they hit. Yeah, they nailed it. And when they nailed that, like, I laughed. Yes. When he's sitting there, he's like, come on, come on. Like, yep. Um, there was definitely some good part, you know, that, uh, the part with the TV and the dog, um, that was, that was was great. And, um, uh, the other part I liked again was, you know, just the way, um, when they were going out, like, uh, trying to win the, the NES by selling the, uh, the Christmas wreaths. Mm -hmm. Very funny. The twins were good. Um, the twins, um, Tammy and Teddy Hodges. Yes, uh, the twins were good. Um, Josh Jagorski, the big yeah, kid. I was I was about to say. I got to say though, my favorite yeah. was absolutely the bully. Yeah, uh, the bully was great. He Cyrus was great. Arnold. I don't know how he was able to get his face to to <laughs> to go in the ways that it went. He yes. almost looked like an animatronic. Yes. Um, but he was. And then the one line which I laughed so it's in the trailer. You know, he's getting ready to beat up the kids. And then like, wait, here's how we can get the NES. And then they're all celebrating with the bully. And the bully just turns to him and goes, ha, ha, I'm going to kill you. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then he keeps, and then he goes back to celebrating. He goes back to celebrating. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so he was amazing. He was um, great. He actually, and before he even did that, he grabbed one of the other kids and lifted him up. It was just like, yes. just like freaking shaky, like crazy. <laughs> he, he did he a did really, absolutely. he did a great job. Yeah, um, you know, the, and, you know, I was worried uh, a little bit when they announced the movie uh, that we weren't going to get, like, we get, all right, fine, the NES, but then that'll be it. But they, you know, they showed some game, like, they showed, like, like, like Rampage, they showed Paperboy, it actually opened, basically, with Paperboy. Yeah. Um, well, uh, weirdly enough, not really any of the first-party NES games, but they got a lot of the third-party they got the th- Yeah, they got the third-party games, obviously, and then I want to say... And correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. the fighting game that they used, I wanted to look it up, but I just watched it yesterday, so I didn't have a chance to use it. The fighting game that he uses the power glove on, I don't think that was a real game. Oh, no, no, no. That, that was absolutely was yeah. not a real game. That was a, Yeah, so they chose a made-up game because it had like a Street Fighter-esque yeah. kind of setup, um, but it was great. 
Um, and on a, a a slight side story to it, while they're looking for the NES, they're also trying to look for the sister for Cabbage Patch doll. Yes. And really, we we kind of have to mention that that was finding a Cabbage Patch doll in the eighties for Christmas. Oh yeah, I mean, fight. This is where like this is where Black Friday fights bro originated. Yep, is over the Cabbage Patch yep. doll. My yep, my my dad I think had to fight his way out of. <laughs> Out of a pool of moms with a cabbage patch doll for my sister. <laughs> Just swinging elbows. That's it. Not so much swinging, but I think like I think his football days came back in where he kind of had it tucked under his arm and just kind of bustling through the crowd. Um, no, but that's how brutal it was. Like you can actually go back if you go on YouTube, you can find news reports from the '80s of just like literally like mobs of moms fighting over cash yep. that they they were literally taking out of the back of the what you know the, the you know the back of the store and then just it was just chaos it was yeah. just absolute chaos um so yeah so a lot of a lot of that um you know memories of that and then them trying to find like the father uh, who's constantly working on the house which reminded me of my dad because the house was constantly being worked on but working on the house and never finishing anything that that's that's was, what it was like yeah. literally my parents have been living there for like 30 years and they're still working on the house yep so <laughs> that's how it goes um what was i gonna say uh it was really nice seeing david cross i didn't i didn't know he was in the movie yes so him showing up was really nice and the character he played was perfect again for an 80s movie um again playing spoiler, a scalper yeah spoiler alert yeah he plays a scalper he's got he's got you know he's got all the stuff that you know he's got all the toys that people want to get their kids for christmas so I thought that was a really cool touch. And the other thing also, which I, which I liked about this movie, which a lot of movies don't do, mm-hmm. um, is that you get to a point where you're like, okay, I see where the movie is going. I know what they're going to do. You know, you're going to go from mm-hmm. A to B to C, right? And I liked the swerves that the movie threw at you because every time I expected them to go in a direction, they took a right turn and went somewhere else. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Here's what's going to happen with the, so again, the, uh, the wreath collection thing. I'm like, okay. oh, the, the, there's a, there's a, there's a contest. The kid who sells the most Christmas wreaths gets a Nintendo. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I go, I see how this is going to go. You know, Jake, the young Jake kid is mm-hmm. going to sell like a ton and he's going to come in second and get something late, you know? And I like the way, I like the way they handled like where that went because it went somewhere I didn't expect. And then additionally, like as they continued on in the story, the different ways they're trying to get their hands on a Nintendo. I loved the twists and turns that they made because they definitely went in ways I didn't necessarily expect them to go. My heart broke when the during the mall scene. When, you know, we finally, you know, they they, yeah. they do what they do and then the thing happens. Um, and I'm like, oh I was I uh. was watching it. I was watching it with somebody. Yeah. And we gasped at the same time when it happened. <laughs> Literally, like we're watching it and we're just like yeah. <gasps> in stereo. And I'm like, oh. Oh, another and that but that reminds me though. Yeah. Um Jeff Farmer, the little fat kid. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> the 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 habitual liar, yes. he was fantastic. They were yeah. like what are you saying? Like, I got a Nintendo. Yeah, you also said uh Bon Jovi was gonna be at your house. Yeah, he called. <laughs> 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 he was great. And then I when had, they uh, needed him, when flat- they needed him, he steps up. He's like, I can do it. <laughs> yep. He was great. He reminded me of a, 
immediately when he started lying, I was like, he reminded me of Chunk from the Goonies because that's what <laughs> yes. Chunk did too. Yes. And I was like, oh God, I go, it's, it, yeah, it's another Chunk. I was like, but he, <laughs> no, but he was so good. And, but again, they gave him something to pay off that character. They all did. Yeah. Uh, and like you said in the beginning, and, and the, you know, whether you want to call it stereotypes or like just 80s, um, um, like, you know, character, you know, like every 80s movies always had like a nerd, always mm-hmm. had like, you know, a fat kid, always had a bully. You yeah. know what I mean? Always had one of these. So it, it, it combined all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but each one of them, like I said, ended up paying off some of the other nostalgia facts just real quick, like the twins, um, you know, they, the girl collected baseball cards and like the fact that they use that, oh, what's the ball player's name? Oh, Bill Ripken. Yes. Bill Ripken, which is such, if you don't know, such a pull, that was such a great, pull. That, I mean, that was such a deep pull. I almost texted friends of mine who have no interest in this movie. I'm like, you can't believe they just use a Bill Ripken card. Cause we've talked about this. This is a very yeah. famous baseball card with a guy posed for the, for the, for the card has a baseball bat. And on the butt of the bat says F off or F this, yes. but the full word yeah. and they released it. So <laughs> Cause they didn't catch it. No, no, not at all. So the fact that they use that, I was like, all right, now they're really put like they put effort into this and that I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many. Yeah. To your point, like there were so many uh, there was those little things that like you can tell that the the writer of the movie, obviously very connected to growing up in the 80s. And -hmm. he threw in so many little things that even the again, this is not a real big spoiler, but. The twins who were born, obviously. I was going to say this. The twins born on the same day, obviously they're you know they're, they're fraternal yeah. twins, but born on the same day, so they always get gifts they have to split, and their birthday <laughs> is a few days before Christmas, so <laughs> all their gifts are combined. Like just touching on that because I knew people like that. me too. I was because everyone so, knew yeah. a kid Everybody who had a like birthday in December, and I knew a kid who was like literally like a like a week before Christmas. Yep. And yeah, you get that, you know, like they got a present from grandma. Happy birthday and Merry Christmas. Yep. You know, she opens it up. And then I think there was a note saying, don't forget to share with your brother. Yes. This, yeah, by the way, this is for both of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Yeah, no, no. But like t- touches like that, yes. like you can tell like that the writer like really took great care when, mm-hmm. he, was, when he was really like writing out these scenes. Because like almost every scene had a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was and it was funny and it, in some places it was touching and then I'm not not and I'm not gonna give a spoiler yeah. for the ending yeah but the ending of the movie was so not what I expected and it was like yeah I was like wow I was like I didn't I didn't I did not I did not expect to do, to feel this way when we got to the end so <laughs> that's what annoyed me about the movie <laughs> the ending I wanted the ending to not swerve oh see and i loved it because we sat through an entire movie expecting something and we knew it was gonna get there and i'm like yeah we're gonna get there there's no question about it but the way that it got there to me was awesome because it was not what i expected the only reason why i didn't like the ending was the way the explanation afterwards occurred did you feel like it was a little too like a throwaway almost? It, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Like I can understand that. That's the only reason. And again, I'm the, it didn't ruin the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, oh. And then when they did that, 
with the explanation, I was like, oh, like, okay, but that's me, uh, you know, check it out for yourself. Did, let me ask you this, because, and I'm, look, when I say this, I am not at all comparing the movies. One is definitely a classic and better than the other. But, like, did this have some sort of modern, like, like, when I say a Christmas story feel to it, just like, okay, you know, here's some kids, Christmas time, you know, we got some antics happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Again, I'm not comparing no, it. I, I'll tell you, I'll say no for this one specific reason. I Christmas story to me is very fun. It exists in its own little bubble because a Christmas story to me is kind of like a series of shorts put together into a film. Jeez, I never no, thought of that. Wow. Because there's no plot in a Christmas story. There's none. There's one story where the kid, you know, Ralphie wants his Red Ryder BB gun. But the whole movie is really not about him getting the Red Ryder BB gun. It's about him and how they spent their Christmas. So you had scenes that had nothing to do with that BB gun. It was all about, you know, getting, getting weird presents from your relatives or having to go see Santa Claus at the mall. Things like that. You know what I mean? Like the, there are a bunch of, you know, getting bullied at school. Again, stuff that had nothing to do with what he really wanted in the movie. This movie is a more traditional film where you knew what the story was from the beginning and you knew what they were going after and everything was about getting to that goal, getting a Nintendo entertainment system. So I don't, I don't weigh them the same. That that was a thesis right there, folks. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I mean, Sorry. it makes sense. No, 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 no. I never thought of a Christmas yeah. story like that. A Christmas story <laughs> is like a it's a, it's a slice of life movie. True. You're going All right, in fair to enough. just watch. Yeah, you're, you're not getting you're not getting a plot. You're just getting a slice of life. So then let me let me say this then. Would you throw eight bit Christmas into like definitely something that like a family can watch almost every year as like a nice holiday? Christmas movie. Epic Christmas to me is a more enjoyable jingle all the way. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. You know what? That I can take. I can absolutely take You know take what I mean? That. Same story. Jingle all the way was about getting the action figure doll, right? <laughs> yes. Parents trying to get the action figure doll for his kids. Like oh. that's kind of, that's, it's kind of like that with the kids trying to get the NES. So yeah. Right. It, do I put it as a holiday film? Absolutely. Would I watch it every year? Yeah, I would. Because again, the nostalgia, the nostalgia factor for me made mm -hmm. it work. All right. So. Fair enough. And definitely yeah. something for the family. Uh, like I said, it's a little over an hour and a half, so you can definitely check that out. And um, I mean, if it's on HBO Max, I'm pretty sure it's not going to leave HBO Max. So it will be on there no, for everyone theirs. to check out. Mm -hmm. So uh, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris, you can't go wrong with no. MPH. So no, he did a great and he did. He did a great job as the storyteller. And you know, yeah, that's what he, yeah. he's a very good storyteller. I mean, he's a very good actor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But storytelling wise. Yeah, he was very good at that as well. Yes. So um, and bottom and Steve Zahn embodied literally every dad from the 80s. You know what? You know what I liked about Steve Zahn? He wasn't he didn't make it a parody. Yes. Like, okay, yes, he's constantly working on the house. And the recurring joke is where did he leave his tools? And they're in the stupidest spots. Yes. But at the same time, like when he had to get like when he had to be a dad, he was a dad. He was a dad. And yeah. he would lay down the law. Mm -hmm. Um but otherwise it was yeah, it was. So that's what it was. The 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 movie bordered it always kind of bordered on almost being a like a satire of itself but it never crossed the line no. and it kept it it kept it in almost almost reality based you know except for when a, um a few crazy things yeah. yeah you know actually playing the system yes. <laughs> that, was, that was the stupid things like don't don't worry about your sister <laughs> don't worry about, yeah exactly <laughs> 
So, um, so what? Uh, so, uh, would you rate it any? Like, what would you give it? What would be the Anthony rating? Uh, one out of five NES carts. Oh, one out of five NES carts. I would probably give it. Um, for me, I as a movie, I'd give it like a three and a half. For me, I I'm bumping up to a four. For the me nostalgia. too, definitely four. Nostalgia factor. And that's what these two movies really are about. But in a way, ironically, or or yeah, ironically, I guess. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and um, 8-Bit Christmas both had in two, very different ways. Two completely different films. But but very much nostalgia factor and both fun rides. That's really what they are, fun rides. Mm-hmm. Um so check them out for yourself. If you saw the movies, definitely yeah. hit us up um, on you know social media. Let us know because when I posted a picture of the Resident Evil poster when I was there, definitely a lot of people would just they just assume it's going to be bad. Don't go in assuming it's going to be bad. You can walk out afterwards thinking it's bad, yeah. but just, just go just, in. Just know that it's bad going in and enjoy it anyway. Th- just that's what I do. Just enjoy the movies. I also like bad movies, but enjoy the movie and just have fun do. with it. So yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. We're we going to keep this one on the short end, probably. You want to wrap yeah, it up? I, that, no, I think so. Fair I enough. Go, I want to go back to Sean. Um, no, um, <laughs> you weren't doing uh, that this whole time? No, no. I was actually talking, especially <laughs> about were. 8-Bit Christmas. Yes. Um, no, uh, just uh, just one thing to throw out there yes. uh, this week, uh, just so we don't miss a retro birthday. We did a lot of retro birthdays last week. Uh, we are completely <laughs> retro birthdayed out. I was like, but we would be remiss if we did not bring up that this week, marks the 20th anniversary of Super Smash Brothers Melee for the Nintendo GameCube. That's the one that really, game. that took yeah. it off. Yeah, um, arguably the best Smash Brothers game in the franchise. That's what they say, you know, and, and it's funny, you know, like I didn't get into Smash until like the Wii and the 3DS, but still Melee, you know, everyone's still playing tournaments with it, still yep. playing battles with it, and the fact that even with the Wii U and the Switch, Nintendo released brand new GameCube controllers to play on Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. You know, that goes a long way saying as well how good Melee was. Yeah, because the GameCube controller is considered the ultimate controller for Smash Brother games. It's so, so rad. It's so rad. <laughs> oh, boy. So, very well, cool. Happy birthday. This is a controller that actually works. <laughs> I had a power glove. Did you have a power glove? I did not have a power glove. I had a power glove, and here's how here's. Because again, folks, when I was little, I thought Husky was a brand. Um, the large power glove still made the tips of my fingers go numb. So and you always, still used it. I did. I did. I had that power glove. I remember playing it, using it. Yeah, everything turned blue as far as the tips of my was, fingers. Did any game really work with it? Like maybe clacks <laughs> at, at best? I don't even remember being able to truly to get it to work. I mean, I probably did. I probably tried it on Rad Racer. I don't think I tried. No, I tried Punch Out with it. I definitely okay. played Punch Out with it. But like, it was weird. The way my TV was, the way my TV was set up, I could never get. All right, so here we go. So the Power Glove had these three sensors that you put on the TV. Yeah. Uh, basically, hit the three corners of the television. But the way my TV was set up, it was on. Now this is, you know, you got to think, you know, back in the eighties, I had like a regular deep television like a crt television that somehow my parents put on the wall okay uh there was like a mounting bracket that they put on the wall but it was on a slight angle so the stupid thing would constantly try and slide off so i can never get it to really go but i played rad racer with it i played punch out with it and then eventually i got tired of it 
and then I snipped the power cord, and then I would just use it to be like, ah, I'm a superhero. Uh, da, da, da. And then, you know, being an only child, I would just imagine things and just play. And that's how my power glove ended up. Yeah. Well, Larry, so, so basically the, the moral of the story is you haven't changed. Because in today, it in just 20, dawned on in 20, me. In 2021, it, you play things that when they don't work, you throw them out. I, well, to be fair, I continue to use the power glove just more for my using my imagination as a young child and as an only child, you know, just playing alone in my room. But yes, I did. I snipped the power cord. I did. And I just used it as a glorified, you know, like superhero glove. Say no more. But it was probably a long time before I did that. Yeah, but still, say no more. That really does sum up everything. I guess it really does. I guess it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Who knew that after five and a half years that really all we were doing here was your therapy? <laughs> oh, we have a long, long way to go. <laughs> um, and where can they find us? <laughs> you guys can find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast. On Twitter at RetroGamersPod. You can watch us on YouTube. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can email us at email at theretrogamers.com. And you can find Larry probably in Bellevue very shortly. <laughs> as long as I get naps, I'm good to go. Yeah, they give you naps. So. They naps. I think they give you drugs, too. <laughs> Even better. Drugs and naps. Um, hopefully everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I did have a good Thanksgiving. Good. Thank Excellent. Yes. As did I. Kind of got back to normal for Excellent. this Thanksgiving. And normal, yep. Meeting yeah. people and eating a lot of food. That's what I'm that's still working off leftovers. I'm having leftovers in a little while. There you go. So, uh, folks, with that, we will catch you everywhere next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast.